Are you a small business owner looking to increase your online presence? If so, Atlantic Social can help you. They will identify your target audience and put together a strategy to achieve the best possible results. Check out Atlantic Social and get booking your first discovery call. Hello, I'm Trina Gunning, member of the club and on the committee helping to make the club as amazing as possible for you. Each week, I'll be talking to an amazing member of the club about their business, their journey with it, and their thoughts on the club women's network. The club champions women in business and is a first and foremost, a support and learning network, which means that there are plenty of opportunities for you to give as much as you receive within the club. If you would like to find out more, please go to theclubwomensnetwork.com or the Club Women's Network across all social media platforms. We would absolutely love to have you join us. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Clubhouse podcast. I'm Trina Gunning and today I'm joined by another fabulous member of the club, Judy Russell. Judy is the founder of the Vid Academy, which provides video production training to anybody who recognizes the positive impact that video could have on their business. Judy's path has taken her around the world and is such an interesting story, as we will soon hear. And as a member of the club, Judy is hugely supportive of the other members and won Solopreneur of the Year at the Club Awards last year. Welcome, Judy. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you, Trina? I'm fine. I'm fine. I've been so excited to talk to you because I think what you do is so interesting. So if you want to start off by telling us a little bit about your business, how it came to be, because I know a little bit about the background story and I think it's fascinating. So I suppose, and not to harp on now all day, but it goes back to when I was a kid and my parents had a video camera and I was obsessed with this video camera. And I still am today. Like, I still cannot believe that you can capture a moment in time and then play it back on a television later and see everything and hear everything. Like, I think it's one of the most coolest inventions of our time. And I think we take it for granted a lot as well. Uh, So from then, anyway, I thought that TV and video wasn't an actual career that I could get into. I like growing up, I probably had very low confidence in school and stuff like that. So I'd never admit that I wanted to do that. So I was like, oh, what do you want to do? M business or something like that. Like I'd always kind of make stuff up that wasn't really what I wanted to do. So I went and I studied business. I studied a master's in business economics and I really applied myself and tried my best. But then when it came to graduation, it was like, okay, you can get a job in a bank or as a consultant. And I remember at the time being like, oh, I don't want to do any of those things. None of them, none of them appealed to me. So I was like, right, I'm going away. So I went away for five years, worked in any job I could, bar work, waitressing. I built stalls for exhibitions at the Melbourne Exhibition Centre at night. Um, It was uh, very exciting. I worked at a kiteboarding school, anything. But I was like, it was my fourth year away, I was probably 25 and I was like, I need a skill. I need something to go home with that I can actually use, you know. So I was in Costa Rica and uh, a job came up as a news spokeswoman and I didn't know what it meant and I didn't know, like, I had no idea. So I went for the interview and it was in this room with a green screen, lights, teleprompter. Now, Trina, I didn't even know if I could read out loud. I didn't even know if I could read. Not like, you know, I was like faced with this text scrolling and I was like, hello and welcome to the... And they were like, you've got it because I was the only native English speaker who came for the interview. So... Completely unqualified, got the job and it was amazing. Like it was just so cool. And I loved especially the technical parts. I loved the camera, the lighting, the editing. And I really wanted to learn about that stuff. So after two years there, came home, did a TV production course in Kerry. Um, Best year of my life. 
rented out a mobile home, a two bed mobile home on the beach and went to college every day and adored the whole thing. And then after that, then I, I got into t- working in TV and video in all different areas, editing The Fear, a hidden camera show, behind the scenes producer on The Young Offenders, um, corporate videos, anything I could do really. And uh, and then kind of, I suppose there's, there's, there's a lot of ups and downs in between, but just to speed it up, I, I burnt out after a, a television role where it was just too much. I was working six and a half days a week. The 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 the, the price or the budget was tiny. It was completely overwhelming. And I was just like, right, I need to leave TV. So I went back and got a normal job as a business administrator. Kind of had to restart my career from scratch again, uh, which was a bit of a, a hit to my ego and my self-esteem because I felt like I was getting somewhere in this. And then I was like, now I'm back to zero. But I'm so glad I did because that gave me the space firstly to learn about project management and then apply project management to video production and then apply that to training so you know I took my role because it went from full-time to part-time and I was able then to set up the Vid Academy while part-time and what the Vid Academy does is it teaches businesses how to create business how to create videos in-house going through kind of I suppose training in and simplifying the video production process so that they can make professional videos within their organizations and that's been kind of it since. There's so much there that is fascinating, like like to, from starting at such a young age that when you, like myself, did the the degree you should go for that will get you the proper job at the end of it to knowing like because I, I did a physics degree, loved the four years, but also knew by the end of it, I did not want to like, you know, go into research or anything like that. All I wanted to do was go traveling um, and to have you now I was only gone for a year not five but to have those experience kind of allow you the space and also the opportunity to do something different because you were saying you tried so many different things and I don't think if you stay at home there's less opportunity or less kind of support to do that whereas if you are around and traveling and just making your way from place to place it's perfectly acceptable to do that and the freedom from that is amazing. Oh God, you know, like I, my favorite feeling in the whole world was getting off a plane in a new country with no plan, like with, with maybe 500 quid, no job, no accommodation and being like, okay, what are we going to do? And sometimes I was on my own. I was spent a lot of time traveling on my own. Sometimes I was with people, but like just that it was exhilarating. I don't know if I'd be as exhilarated by it today as I'm older now. And I'm like, I want to know the hotel that I'm going to. I kind of want to, you know, get the plan together. But like back then I was like, anything could happen. And I think I was also so naively positive in a good way. Like I almost wish I could get her back as well, because that girl thought that like the world was her oyster and anything could happen. I think the world has beaten me down a little bit since, not totally. Now I'm still like probably naive and positive, but uh, but like I just remember her being like, you know, like, wow, you know. You've added in a little bit of, you know, realism into it. But That's I'd her. say it takes a certain kind of person to do that as well. But it seems to have also allowed you when you got to that stage of burnout, because again, it takes somebody who's had certain kinds of experiences or be able to know that something else could come of it to step away from a career that's seemingly the perfect one. You're, you're in TV, it's the flashy, brilliant kind of career that everybody aspires to. So you do have to be a, t- a certain type of person to be able to step away from that. Yeah, and it was that was really tough, I think, as well. Like, you know, I remember being really down about it at the time 
and but I, I I remember hearing from other professionals um, I was I was kind of just joined a workshop and what I realised was that these professionals who were quite high up in their career it was a leadership course and I was just there actually just to video something but I was listening to all of their stories and each and every one of them had a system reset in their career at one stage or another where they kind of had to take two steps back in order to take a step forward and that was kind of early on when I made that decision to to change and go back and then that was really reassuring for me it was kind of like being in the right place at the right time to hear that information and feel like what I was what I was doing wasn't wrong like it was okay trust the process it will all work out in the end hopefully and isn't that part of the real, like this conversation going out to other people or being in a room and, and putting yourself in a position because on the face of it, we only see the very surface of somebody having a business and they're doing their business, but without knowing the story and the really windy paths that everybody, because it, it, it's come up again in, in all these conversations that either something has happened to allow people to step outside their box to allow them to to see the overarching experiences and and training that they have just like you did i mean you were able to take bits of everything to put them together to build your own business yeah absolutely and do you know what as well like when i was studying in college um the the college i went to was brilliant it was uh, the kerry educational training center and it was amazing and they, they teach you everything all aspects of video production but like towards the end they're like okay now everyone should kind of specialize in one area and you know and they were like judy what area do you want to specialize in? and i was like i like them all i really <laughs> like them all and this was long years ago now like far before it was 10 years ago before you know phones were any you couldn't use your phone to capture a video at that time yeah. but i was like I like I like filming I like editing I like presenting I like producing I like directing I like them all and they were like well choose one and I was like no I don't want to choose one and uh, you know I'd be quite um, I suppose difficult to change my mind if I get something into my head but I felt like I was making the wrong decision at the time but I was like no I really like all areas and I'm so glad that I stuck to that because now I get to teach all areas while I'm not you know the best in class a director of photography or the best editor or anything like that I have a really good um, I suppose idea of all the different aspects and I'm constantly tuned in as well to all of them like I don't just follow the, the camera technique pages I follow the editing pages the lighting pages and the whole thing fascinates me and also I feel from that I won't get bored of because there's so much to learn like I'll never know everything about video production and then that keeps me kind of motivated and and wanting to learn more all the time yeah like it it brings me to my next question because as I was going through it I was wondering like because you could have easily taken all your skills and just be hired by any number of people to just produce things for them. What is it that kind of has driven you to provide this training for other people so that they can do it themselves? I would say that it is the independence that I get. Like, you know, like I don't mind working for other people at all, but you kind of have to, you know, give up a lot of yourself like you know not that but like you kind of I feel like they kind of own you for that section Mm. of time and you know while I don't mind doing it for short periods of time I I didn't want to do it long term and then I was like how do I own my own thing but then it's so funny because you know people can say like oh you're so lucky you're your own boss (laughs) I'm like I have 20 bosses a week like instead of having one direct kind of uh, report to I have 20 people to report to so that can make it difficult but I also can set an out of office and I can uh, decide that you know what I'm not doing anything that week without feeling obliged or obligated to other people because I am a very good worker but I can let that compromise my own 
health and well-being because I want to do the best job I can for a person. And I have a lot of things like guilt and, you know, like uh, needing to prove myself, perfectionism, like all of that stuff is there. And, you know, I just was thinking, like, I want to put that into my own thing as mm. opposed to putting it into someone else's thing. And that's what always kind of made me feel like whatever I'm doing, it has to be on my own kind of books and yeah. stuff, unless I'm really stuck. <laughs> Then I'll be like, Trina, are you looking for someone by any chance? <laughs> You, you'll have a, a whole host of things to fall back on, but I can't imagine that's ever going to be the case. So in mentioning those, like what would have been your biggest difficulty or obstacle in getting the Vid Academy to where it is now? It's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I probably stayed in the job that I had too long and tried to run, manage both of them at the same time out of fear that the Fit Academy wouldn't work. And I'd say that that like nearly got me into another burnout thing. It probably did a little bit. And I, yeah, I had to take a month off there like a few years ago because I was so like stressed and um, and just tired. Like, um, I, you know, when you just feel your eyes like they're just not working properly and, you know, someone asks you a question and they're like, I remember one of the girls at work saying to me, she was like, you're kind of dead behind the eyes or something. And I was like, okay, I better look at that and uh, try to do something there. But I just felt like I was going through the motions every day and every day was work work, 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 no breaks. Uh, so that for me, I suppose, <clears throat> keeping the job too long, not trusting that, you know, giving up early enough and also just like not recognizing my burnout patterns quickly enough before they, before I get to the stage where I have to take a month off. Like, you know, and there are days where I am really tired here and I'm like, I feel guilt that I'm not doing enough in the day, but I'm wrecked. And I'm like, do you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to put on the electric blanket and I'm going to go to bed for two hours between like 12 and two. And then I get up at two, cranky, but I'm like a lot more able to get into the work mode. And then I might work until six or something like that. Or, you know, I might pick it up later in the day. And, you know, just, I suppose, accommodating my own Like, I'm not a robot. And I have to remind myself of that. Like, we're we're almost conditioned to think, like, nine to five, be at the computer tapping the screen all day long. Like, and, you know, like, that that doesn't suit me. So why am I trying to get that to suit me? Like, I'm trying to now be more mindful of working around my own body clock, my yes. own kind of, you know, if I'm in a lull, just take a break. If I'm on a high, get out the laptop and maybe brainstorm some new ideas. Do I have it set? like perfect no by no means and you know I'm learning all the time and making mistakes all the time still but they're they're still they're mistakes for me and that makes me kind of happy about them I think that's fascinating because part of the reason why I suppose a lot of us especially women that start their own businesses it's to to have more flexibility but there's no point in in working so hard to create that flexibility if we then put ourselves under those kind of traditional pressures from jobs we came from before like you, you really have to step out of that mindset because there's nobody doing it yourself then except you yeah it, it's completely crazy so um What do you do then to look after yourself? Is it as simple as being able to, to read your body and say, right now I'm going to go for a rest? Or is there anything else you do to, to switch off from your own business? Well, <clears throat> like yesterday, for example, right? I, oh my God, I'm so like, I, 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 I almost cancelled this today because of yesterday. Um, <clears throat> I got a call from the bank <clears throat> saying oh, we've no. noticed fraudulent activity on your account. And uh 
<clears throat> nearly €9,000 has been transferred out of my savings account. And no. you've no idea how hard it has been to save that. Like, I'm actually like almost going to start crying now. I was crying in the bank yesterday. I can't stop crying. And then I went to the shop and I had to cry in the shop. And I was like, oh my God, like what is going on, you know? And uh, and it was so hard. And like, you know, they, they can't guarantee that they'll be able to get it back is what they're saying at the moment and stuff like that. Anyway, I'll, I'll deal with that another day and I probably shouldn't talk about it until it's um until it's all set. But uh, yesterday I was, I could feel, oh my God, the like, like I felt like I, my shoulder was going to vomit. Like there was, it was so sore. And I was driving along and then also I had given out to my mother that morning who was only trying to be helpful and supportive but like whatever she said anyway was like not what I wanted to hear and flipped out at her. So I was driving along and I was like need to get to this meeting, need to do this and I was like do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cancel everything. So I cancelled the rest of the afternoon. I called the Castle Martyr Resort. I was like any chance you've got um, space for a, a massage for two people and they were like yeah and then I went and got my mum. We went oh, for lunch in Castle oh. Martyr. Now I was at lunch like, like not all there and then we went for the massages and stuff like that did I feel amazing after it no but I definitely felt better than going home and trying to like you know call more people and like get all caught up in it and you know what I was proud of myself last night that I that I did that I was proud of myself for not feeding into it completely Mm. and letting it completely take over and ruin my day and 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 I I feel like that's adulting taking to the next (laughs) level I'm like I'm getting better I am getting better and by treating myself that's actually a form of getting better Mm -hmm. you know I I think it's there's a lot to be said for recognizing that rest and stepping out of something can actually be energizing and help you further on rather than we're we're all stuck in this so I have to power through I have to do this and get it done until it's completely solved but you would actually probably do it in half the time if you took space and time away from it um, I'm so sorry to hear that happen to you and I do hope it gets sorted really soon because I can only imagine the the amount of work that went into that so I really hope it gets sorted for you soon Thank you. Um, in saying that what are you most proud of apart from yesterday recognizing that you need it what are you most proud of um, from the vid academy on yourself um, in, in the journey you've taken I think I'm but I, but that's a, I, I, I'm not sure. But I think that like, like, not it's not it's not it's not a proud thing. But like, I've I've recognised who I like working with, and I try not to stray from that. Mm. You know, like, usually within the first five minutes of a call with someone, I can tell if we will get on. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not to say that they're a bad person or anything like that. I'll just know that they've got a different working style than I do. Mm-hmm. And then I'm very quick to say, I don't think that maybe I probably wouldn't put in those words. And now everyone who ever calls me is going to know. <laughs> but like, I might say, oh, you know, I can recommend someone else. And then I do have a list of videographers or, you know, coaches or stuff like that, who 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 I know will actually align better mm-hmm. with that person. And then I'm, you know, I'm, I'll try and always be super helpful and pass them on to that person. But I think being selective and saying no not feeling the fear that I have to say yes to every job that comes in is like has changed my whole perspective on business completely and you know saying no to jobs that might be look fruitful on the outside but if I know that I'm going to earn money off that job but it's going to cause me an awful lot of stress I will always say no 
to the job and you know I'll just be like I'll pick up the piece later and then you know usually it, I'll get some sign a couple of years or a few months later being like ah that was the reason why I was shying away from it there was something kind of you know out of place so trusting the gut I think because yeah, yeah. you know, in, in business it's so like you know Uh, process heavy like almost like scientific way of doing things and stuff like that and you know I think that's why the club is so good it teaches or it kind of emphasizes the focus on your gut and do what's best for you and you don't have to follow the academic playbooks of business if something yeah. doesn't feel right you just avoid it for yeah. whatever reason it's so true that instinct to to know like what jobs to take or when to stop or be able to take a break from it is it, so important but we've been conditioned out of them haven't we by everything we've been doing sure plan financial advise business owners on all aspects of their financial planning from protecting your income in the event of an accident sickness or premature death to ensuring that you plan for your future and achieve that dream retirement for more information and to book a consultation visit sureplan.ie Sure Plan Financial Limited, trade in a Sure Plan Financial, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Um, I know you were talking there about different projects. I know in, uh, on top of the production training that you provide, you've also worked on projects with people. Um, so is there any of those you want to tell us about? I know one that caught my eye was the Story of Project, but I know you probably have loads of other ones that you are super proud of. Um, no, the story of would be my 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 real love baby. I adore this 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 whole thing. And uh, the story of is um it's about capturing the stories of people who are elderly or elders or people who have passed away, uh, hosting them on a web page and then connecting a QR code that can be put on their uh, gravestone or an urn or a bench or a key ring or something like that mm -hmm. so that the stories are always there and uh, you know for me anyway my, my original idea about eight or ten years ago was elder tube like a youtube for older people um but i couldn't get anyone on board and i didn't have the technical experience to to get this to happen and then i met danny um through ucc and he was he he wanted to put a he wanted to put he want he was creating a new gravestone a headstone for his grandfather and he was giving out like that there wasn't enough space there's only a certain amount of characters so he came up with the qr code idea and then i was like oh my god the qr code connect connect to the elder tube and then luke another founder got involved and three of us have been working on that for a year and we got a space on nationwide um on rte one and uh, they did a feature on us and then from there we sent out a press release with them um, healy communications and it just exploded like it went insane and this was in November so I was up on Ireland AM I was interviewing the Ray Darcy show which was my worst interview by far because I used to have like a, a child crush on Ray Darcy so I don't know what I was saying on that one I was like and I was really tired as well and afterwards I was like I can't never let me listen to that no idea what happened there the other ones are okay but that one was exceptionally bad uh, but uh, it was amazing to be kind of like you know to get that much attention for an idea But we have a lot of work to do on it still. We, we, we really have to kind of put some energy into it now. I think it's amazing because this this will go to show you that we've got two different brains. I am such a pen and paper person. I'm only now kind of forcing myself to use things like, you know, like to like, you know, simple things like putting all my diary onto Google Calendar and all that where you get the I like the visuals of pen and paper and I also love history and like would listen to my grandmother's telling stories and part of me is always like oh we need to write these down and like you know yourself it's so much work it would never have occurred to me to even video them telling a story 
and like when I heard what you were doing with the story of, I kind of went, well, how, how have we not always been doing this? We've been holding cameras for, like you said, video cameras when we were kids. And the focus is always on what kids are doing, because I yeah. suppose then people get a little bit more self-conscious. But I think older people want to talk and tell their stories. They want you to sit and listen to them. And it's such an accessible way to do it without it being a lot of work for somebody else to have to write down or create a book to pass on. I think it's an absolutely fantastic idea. How can people get involved with it? So it, the story of .io, um, just go there and you can literally sign up straight away mm. and uh, create a page for your your elder. But I think a lot of it is going to be, I think this is where the Vid Academy comes in. So the Vid Academy has always been training businesses and organisations um, how to make better videos. But if I can pivot now into teaching you how to, you know, record your your grandparent or your yes. parent in a, in a way that you're confident doing it and also in a way that makes them feel confident. So, you know, even chatting to you now, it, I'm, I'm thinking of a list and I'm like, I need to make a video for the elder to say, you know, this is why it's so important for you to share your story. Mm -hmm. Then I need to make a separate video for you going, right, here's, get a microphone, 50 quid, just buy one online today and get a tripod or mm -hmm. set phone up somewhere. And here is the list of questions that we're going to send you by email and just see how you go. And, you know, like 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 what we're doing at the moment is we are trying to get the first kind of hundred customers signed up, but work with them on a one to one basis so that Very we good. can really figure out what they're what they're doing and what they yeah. want to do. So it's kind of almost pilot beta kind of testing stage. So if anyone is interested in getting on board with that, we would love to like and, and you have time as well to, to give us feedback and yeah. stuff like that. That would be amazing because the more we can learn from you guys who want to do it, the better the, the yeah. product is going to be at the end. It's very exciting. I absolutely love it. Good. Do you enjoy making the videos? Because I had a look at your website and your YouTube channels and your your videos are so engaging. But what I love about them is, apart from the fact they made me immediately want to do everything you were saying, they're so accessible. Like the tech stuff absolutely blows my mind because it just seems to be so much of it. It's completely overwhelming. But when you explain it, you really know how to kind of break it down into the simplest parts and kind of not overcomplicate it. Because I think other people are like, oh, well, you need this very specific piece of equipment that then connects to this, which means you need to get this cord and then you need to set it up and you need to get sound boards and the whole lot. And I'm like, immediately I'm out. But yours aren't like that. Do you like simplifying things for people to make it possible for them? Absolutely. And, you know, a couple of times I've been shunned by the extremely no. techie people in the industry who were like, you know, why are you using that cable instead of that cable? And I'm like, because it works. You know, <laughs> I really don't care about like the intricacies of like that kind of stuff. If like what I always say to people, it, who cares what's behind the scenes? It's what's on the screen. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if there's two men beside or women behind you holding <laughs> this up to keep it at the right level. Whatever works, you know, so I'm never about like oh that's that's the wrong you should really have this and people are so weird about like you know brands and that's actually a much better mic it's got like different hertz and, and frequencies <laughs> and stuff like that and I'm like does it sound good grand keep yeah. it stick with that you know I, I don't care what you use once sounds good looks good you're confident and happy mm. bring me any kind of gear and, and we'll mishmash it to make it work like you know that, that yeah. that's my approach anyway, I think know? that totally comes across in your videos because as I was looking at them I was getting sidetracked into what I could do and I was like that's not the task right now Trina you're not going into it but for anybody even just because it's amazing how much you have up on your blog and your YouTube before people even consider buying your courses, like it's just the, the range of information is absolutely amazing. Um, 
and I suppose it feeds into, I know you are a member of the club and you're very supportive of other women in it because you just want to share your knowledge or whether that's specific to your business or not. How did you come to find the club? I think Shan got in touch with me initially. Did I meet her outside of um, something? I can't remember how we, we first met, but um, she got in touch with me to do a workshop. And then... Um, I was like, oh, I, I don't know. I was like, I think I was like, oh, I'd love to join the club after doing the workshop because I found it really good in terms of how she how she was communicating yeah. everything to people and even communicating with me and talking about the ethos of the club. And even, you know, I've met a few people since and I can't tell you the amount of people in Cork who are like, you should get in touch with Shan Horn. And I'm like, I know Shan Horn. She <laughs> is a absolute powerhouse in terms of like, you know, pushing women forward. And then a few months ago, then I was at a party and Shan was there and, you know, like I could see her like just going around chatting to people, but also she wasn't just chatting to them. She was inspiring them to either set up a side hustle or, you know, get bigger or, you know, like and I was like, I was just and I was like, like she literally d- d- that is her. Like it's, yeah. she doesn't have a work personality and uh, and uh, home personality. That is her personality. It's just driving ambition and especially with 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 women in Ireland. Um, so I just find her brilliant. And then of course, then I started going to the other club meetings meeting other people and I was like oh my god firstly I know most of you from Instagram mm-hmm. secondly it, it is so supportive and uh, and also I love the brand that she's created I love this is where, where I never wear pink and I was like I have to wear pink today because of the club but like, you know, she sends a hoodie the hoodie is the coolest hoodie it says female mm-hmm. I have mine on Oh, I love it. It's so cool. <laughs> and uh, so th- all those little pieces, like nothing, no, no, there's no detail that isn't thought about. And with the committee now and everything that you're doing and stuff like that, I, I just think it's it's brilliant. And the awards were brilliant. Best night I've had in so long. Sat beside two different ladies, Kate from the Creative Society and, um, oh God, I've, I've lost her name now. Uh, but we're sitting beside Catherine. I was at the same table. You were sitting yes. beside Catherine from Hope yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and I'd never met them before. And by the end of the night, I was like, oh, God, I love them. They're so brilliant. And now I'm like such a cheerleader for them on social media yeah. as well. I'm like, oh, you know. So. There's just whatever about the like the atmosphere that's created. It's just it, while people might be nervous about the traditional kind of networking and they're drawn to the club, they very much find when they're in it that they can be themselves, that there is, you know, wherever anybody is at with their business, there's a place for them and everybody knows something. There, there's at no point is anybody kind of better than anybody else. Everybody has something to bring to the table. And just by purely creating a space for people to be in one place, the club really works on that level. You won, you mentioned the awards. So you won Solopreneur of the Year at the awards, which is absolutely fantastic. Has that had an impact on how you see yourself in your business? Because you, I think it's interesting earlier on, you mentioned that you had a little bit of that fear from leaving your job and going in, which is interesting considering how you seem to be so open to jumping into things, except for the one thing that, you know, was totally yours. Does winning something like an award give you that confidence? It does. And, you know, like okay firstly the best thing about I've always dreamed of a big check and when the big check came out I was like oh my god bucket list item has been oh I'm just so happy about this it was so cool um and it's just the the trophy nothing to do with my business is in my house except for that trophy it's so beautiful and I look at it all the time and I'm like wow now I would say that I should use that title more I haven't um 
put like award-winning solopreneur on enough of things and I know that the time is going to run out where someone else is going to be the solopreneur of the year so even having this conversation I'm like I, I kind of need to lean on that a bit more I didn't post enough pictures of the big check I need to put the big check on my Instagram I think maybe a little bit of me was like you know like oh you know like thanks a million I won't talk about it anymore but like uh, if, if it was you I'd be like why isn't that on your Instagram yeah. you know yeah. so I, I need to take my own advice a little bit and Boost <laughs> so it gives you the confidence but you still you have to put a little bit of it into action still a little bit so as we're coming up to the end of our conversation I just want to ask you two things so the best bit of business advice you would give to your younger self and then the top tip to someone else starting out I'm interested to see if these are different or the same interesting okay so to my younger self do you know, um, God, I was Loretta Kennedy. I think she's just such an amazing person. And, yeah. you know, she started off with Mama Bear Food. And I saw an article about her yesterday and she's pivoted into financial. Um, money trauma, isn't that what Money she's... trauma. Yeah, like, the trauma of money, yeah. I actually was like, I need to call Loretta yesterday because I was like, I'm completely traumatized <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. by this experience. But I think we all are. And I think as women as well, it's a, well, actually, I think men especially, like, I think they feel a, a huge weight of responsibility to be primary earners still. And then mm -hmm. I think women kind of uh, have, have a different set of trauma. So I'm fascinated by what Loretta is doing. But she put up a post yesterday and she said she kept asking the universe, and I'm rephrasing this, but uh, what she should do to advance her new business. And the universe kept telling her to lean back. And I think what she meant by that was like, chill out a bit. Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe I should have chilled out a bit. I... I still get anxiety and stress that like I'm not working 24 hours a day. And when I was younger, that was like, you know, if I wasn't, I'd, I'd stay up until four in the morning doing an edit or learning about Google ads, which like, why I was trying to learn every single thing so that I could be completely independent and I didn't have to rely on anyone. I should have been delegating sooner. I should have been you know, maybe bringing people in um, on a contract basis to do different things. I should have been trusting other people more. And like, there's so many different things that I, I, I would love to, I'd love to go back as me now, but I know I'm, I'm still not there. I still have so mm -hmm. much to learn about becoming the best I can be at this for me and mm -hmm. my family and friends and stuff like that without, you know, losing the plot. And what was the second question? A top tip to someone starting out now. Oh, goodness. Oh, I, sorry, I looked over my wall there because I was I was stuck for something to, to, to think of. And I have a, a quote up on my wall and it, I suppose it is kind of similar, but it's like I don't chase, I attract what belongs to me simply finds me. And I think trusting that what belongs to you will find you takes a bit of the pressure off, kind of similar to what Loretta was saying with lean back. Like it is the same actually, Trina, it's the same kind of piece of yeah. advice. Like it's not up to you completely to chase out all the opportunities and to blame yourself if the opportunities aren't coming in. Life is weird. The universe is a funny place. I don't know how it works. I'll never know how it works, but like a certain part has to just trust the process. And if something isn't happening for you, I think forcing it can be one of the mm. worst things you can do it can and that's what I was doing for so many years forcing things that weren't for me and mm. now I'm just so much more into step like mm. it's all right let it go I think that's a fantastic bit of advice because even as 
you know, teenagers and young adults are coming out of school, there's such a focus on having to know what you want to do right now. And there's only one set path to it. Um, and knowing that if you just take that little bit of time out, like doing something like traveling or taking a, a smaller course, it, to me, experiences, and this is only something I've realized recently because I am such an academic. I, I like, I, I've always loved studying. I love getting stuck into books, but experiences, when I think about everything overall, they've been the thing that have actually given me direction to know what I should be studying and where to put the, the emphasis on. So I think that's a really good bit of advice to just kind of maybe not always be rushing towards something because then you're kind of blindly hitting something that you're not reaching for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, at the moment, I'm not at full capacity. I'm at 80 percent and that's all I can give at the moment. Mm. I just don't have it in me. A load of stuff has happened in the last few months that I just have been knockback, knockback, knockback. And, you know, I'm just I'm just like I'm going to go to bed for two hours during the day. I'm mm -hmm. going to rest. I'm going to look after myself until I'm ready. And I'm starting to kind of, I'm like, I have to do something with the Vid Academy next that, that's new and, you know, different. But like, do I have it? No, I just know that I need to come to that in a few months time. So I think the mind is an amazing place where, you know, when you're sleeping or when you're out mm -hmm. and you're looking at different things, ideas are forming. And I think letting that naturally happen. Now, if in six months time, I have nothing new and I'm like, I might start to panic then and I might need that panic to motivate myself to create something new. But for now, I'm like, Loretta, I thought it was brilliant. Just lean back. Just 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 give it space to to come to you. And and hope, hopefully, hopefully. But, but I think the difference is now, you know, that you can give yourself that space. And if in six months you need to do something that that will work. Yeah. Whereas before you'd be afraid to let go of anything in, in case you wouldn't get it back. So, again, it's all the experiences. Thank you so much, Judy, for joining me this morning. This has been I'm going to be buzzing all day now with ideas. I would suggest that anybody should go and look at your website and start with your welcome video. So your welcome video is talking, you talking about yourself and how you got there, but it's got the genius of you put in clips of yourself as that four-year-old with the video camera, which you talked about at the start. I thought that was so clever and it gives such an idea um, for people of who you are and what you do and the love you have for it. So I would recommend anybody starts there. Um, and if they want to find you, where can they find you? Thevidacademy.com. And luckily I got all of the handles at the Vid Academy at the time. So uh, <laughs> Nice yeah, and I, simple. I find that people often say the Vida Academy and I'm like, no, no, it's just Vid, Vid Academy. So <laughs> I need to say it more so that it kind of uh, gets into people's minds. But that's a branding exercise that I'll, I'll get used to. Well, it's all fantastic. I'm so excited to see what else you do, um, especially with the Story Up project. I'm going to be in touch with you about that. But for now, thank you so much. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you sometime soon at an event. Thank you, Trina. And you're such an amazing podcast host. Well done. Oh, thank you. <laughs>